Hello and welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. On today's show, we assess the impact the war unfolding in Ukraine is having on sport across the globe and chat about all things AFLW, including the call from Darcy Bessio for a longer season. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Marley Silva and as always, I am joined by my in very different locations this week, ho- co-host. <laughs> I nearly said ho-host, which is, yeah, maybe yeah. as well. Anyway, Keely yeah. Silver, who's beside me Honestly, in my apartment. Just quietly. Yeah. No, actually not quietly. Very loudly. You're screaming in my ear. I don't mean to. We yeah, are... but you're, see how you talk? See how close you are. <laughs> you need to stop. It's piecing my ear. We will give some context shortly as to why we're having, we might even sound a little bit different. I'm hoping not, but um, we are not where we usually are in the studio. We are at my place in Cronulla um, oh, because, Cronulla. because it is raining cats and dogs. And if you're in Sydney or anywhere on the East Coast, you know this. Um, and it was a bit dangerous, a bit too dangerous to drive all the way into the studio tonight. So we're just using the old school ways. If you listen to the very early days of Chicks and Bulls, this is how we used to do it. Um, but anyway, I've gotten far too ahead of myself because I didn't even say, and Georgia Moore, who is now in Bris Vegas. Oh, so close. Sunshine Coast. Oh, you got up there. I did. Eventually, there were a few days of being stuck in Brisbane, but we're here now. For now. Yeah. <laughs> And how was your week, G? We'll start with you because yours has been a big one. It has been a big one. Very chaotic, emotional, tumultuous week. (laughs) Really emotional times leaving Melbourne. Um, For anyone who knows me, I cry like 24-7. So you can only imagine me last week saying goodbye to everyone. Um, And then obviously landed into flooding Queensland and got stuck in Brisbane because our farm on the coast was flooding and all the highways were cut off. But... Thankfully, everyone was safe and okay, and now I am on the sunny coast, waiting to depart the country. And when do you leave? Uh, Sunday. This coming Sunday? This coming Sunday. Holy moly, that is so exciting. It is. It's crazy. So exciting. Keely, how was your week? Not that exciting, was it? Um, Is you're leaving the country? No. My my week was all right. Okay, okay. (laughs) It's not leaving the country exciting, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, good. Oh, I just got something in my eyeball. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, my week was good. Uh, highlight of my week mm. was meeting my little nephew, yeah. Luca. Mm. We love him. Mm. Oh, he's so cute. Anyway, shout out to Braden and Tiana for producing the most perfect baby. Yep. Um, Not biased. Anyway, um, and the other highlight was the fact that Braden Burns also got on the field last night in the trial game. Um, yeah. Sharks versus Bulldogs. Even though the doggies were not that great. Yeah, not that great. We I'm not, what are we going to talk about? I'm not talking about it. No. Um, and He looked like Fred, Rocket Rod on the field. He did. Um, and Nicholas Hines got his first go in the, the Sharkies kit. Black, white and blue. Yeah, that's right. Fins and up, Shark baby. Park. And quote, he said, Shark Park is grouse. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And I was like. It, correct. Tried to tell you. Yeah. So that's not wrong. Um, How was your week? My week consisted of a lot of kilometres. I was up 
on the Central Coast slash in Newcastle from Friday to Monday evening, doing some pretty cool stuff with one of the charities that I work on, Cultural Choice Association, that I've spoken about quite a few times on this podcast, and also getting to do sideline commentary for the first round of the NRLW, which was sick. Oh, yeah. How good was that? So good. And my favourite bit, which all of our listeners will love because we're like-minded people, was- <laughs> You're just assuming. Hey, they, they tune in. They, they're like us <laughs> to some extent, um, was the little- girls on the sideline calling out to an Ali Brigginshaw or Jess Sergis being like, can I please get a photo with you? Oh. Best thing ever. I love that. That's really nice. Yeah. So cool. I was talking to someone saying how that the the fact they did a triple header was really good. Yeah. Really, really good clever. Way, yeah. Really good, especially for round one. Get everyone around this In a regional yeah. town. Yeah. We sat around waiting for the storm trial like my whole extended family on dad's side hiding from the floods in Brisbane, all watching the women's games. And there were so many of us packed in and my uncle just turned and said, two years ago, there's no way in hell most of us in this room would be like sitting down watching the women's game on TV, like let alone scheduling out time for it in the afternoon. And it was just so cool to like be enjoying that. Yeah. What a time we live in. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, we'll get into the first segment. Hey, Backfields with Kills. Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> um, really good to have you here. Uh, a few little nice feedy backaroonies. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> feedy backaroonies, man. Someone who we haven't spoken about this year yet. Oh. Gabrielle Crotty. Oh, Miss Crotty. Yes. She said... I just listened. It's only a matter of time. Yes, exactly. I just finished listening to this week's pod and damn star eye emoji. I have such high hopes for the Bronx this year, men and women's, and now I'm so hyped for Super Netball as well. Thanks. Thanks, Gab. We've missed you, mate. Um, new new fan. New fan. Yep. Mackenzie Atkinson. Hey, Mackenzie. <laughs> she said, new fave podcast. Legit so good. She also used the star eye emoji. Do you think she goes by Macca Acker? Oh, she should. She sh- she should. Hopefully she listens we're, and she gives us further feedback. <laughs> What's your nickname? We're knighting you with the nickname. Macca Acker. Like Macca Packer from the Night Garden. <laughs> Molly, She's I don't onto think, it. I don't think anyone else. Tom Blue Blue. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, oh, okay. thank you. Okay. I just wasn't sure. And one more feedback, and I'm kind of off the fact I have to say his name twice already. Nico gave us feedback last week. Oh, he, but it was good feedback. It was good feedback. Um, he said that we should start giving out our NRLW tips. Yes. And mm. tips in general being like, this is who we're backing this week. This week. And be really, you know, onto it. Yeah. That way people can hate us or love us for it. Cool. <laughs> I don't think anyone will listen to our opinion, but that's okay. Well, at the end of the show, let's um, give our NRLW tips for this second round. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> and to finish off feedback, um, G Moore actually sent a very funny one. G, I'll let you explain. Okay. So if you're still listening by now, you know that a Kardashian sport crossover is my favorite <laughs> thing ever. And this week, the Sixers, I, I just know that the social media person has been sitting on this sound for so long. And now that Ben Simmons, ex of Kendall Jenner, has been traded, they finally used it on TikTok. And it's that sound where she's like, I'm just like, like every blood test I have ever done says I'm like above the normal athleticism. Yeah, yeah. It's like the video of the guys on the team like dunking and stuff. And I just pissed myself because I just know that social person when he heard Ben was being traded was like, 
We can use the sound. <laughs> yes. Anyway, that was my feedback. No, we love that. We always love that. Hey guys, just jumping in here to let you know that Georgia might sound a little bit different halfway through the beginning of Around the Ground because her computer was not letting her record on the program that we use, but you should be able to hear her all fine. Anyway, here it is. Now it's time for a segment that we call Around the Grounds, where we dive into the biggest headlines in sports media from the week gone by. And G Moore, you're going to kick us off with an undeniably serious one. Yeah, so... Late last year, we found ourselves in a situation where the events unfolding in Afghanistan, while leaving us feeling completely hopeless, allowed us to look into the impact, good and bad, that sport can have on the world in times of devastation. So again, while the events unfolding in Ukraine are far too violent and complex for us to comment on, there are so many stories of individuals and sporting bodies across the globe magnifying the impact politics can have on sport and vice versa. One of the biggest ones that has come across, I suppose, all of our consciousness in the past week is the FIFA and the soccer bodies across the globe's decisions on Russia and their sporting team. So in a backflip decision from FIFA and UEFA, Russia has been suspended from international competition until further notice. The decision comes after criticism ensued a statement from FIFA on Monday, Australian time, announcing that Russia could continue to play matches, albeit in neutral venues and under the name Football Union of Russia, which is similar to what we saw once the nation was banned from the Olympics. People were very unhappy with that. So the decision to suspend them completely followed England Football Association announcing that they would not play against Russia. And that view was backed up by several European federations. So they were due to play in just a couple of weeks for one of Europe's final places in the World Cup. And FIFA has also announced that a further decision would be made at a later date about the impact on the Women's Euro 2022 tournament in England, which Russia have already qualified for. This is pretty massive, I think. But at the same time, I've had to remind myself that we just haven't been alive for a war that's involved, I mean, yeah, undeniably, that a war that's involved a Western country because we've certainly had plenty of conflicts going on with the you know Middle East and, and certain other places in the world. And it does seem that as much as this is so horrifying and, and terrible to watch and we're being able to watch it unfold over apps like TikTok and that kind of stuff. I think that's why it feels so close to us and so horrifying. But it's also because it is in Europe, I think, that we have this big focus. But I wonder if this is something that we've seen, you know, as soon as World War Two kicked off or World War One and that kind of stuff. It, it, obviously, the context of the world is very different back then. But um, did these big bodies straight away just go, boom, Germany gone? From all that kind of stuff. Even yeah. though we did have the Berlin Olympics, I think, before World War Two kicked off. But is this is this how history has unfolded? I don't know. I, yeah, I think I've spoken to a lot of people um, about the TikToks because I think that's kind of been what's really confronting for me. Like when World War Two happened, you don't see anything. Well, yeah. You see it weeks later or years all, later, the, you know, or propaganda and, and whatnot. So you don't really see a true... Um, reflection of what it's like but I think the the things that I've seen this week is really like I don't even know really shook me Mm. um it's scary it's really scary but I think um you find hope in and we always talk about sport bringing people together but 
Poland was, I suppose, to verse Russia in that wow. semi-final, and they turned around and said, we don't want to verse them. Yeah. That's what I found pretty interesting, Poland, Sweden, Czech Republic. Yeah, so I just think seeing that from the smaller countries as well makes it pretty massive. But, yeah, maybe that did happen back in the day. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just find it really confronting, to be honest, and, you know, the young soldiers and stuff. But it's good to see that it almost seems as though Russia are on their own in this. Oh, absolutely. Massively. So, you know. Rest of the world versus Russia. It feels like that anyway. You, you, but I guess on the flip side of that, I mean, you don't want to get too much into the politics of it because, I, yeah, we're just not qualified to talk about it. But it, it doesn't seem like Putin cares if he's all alone. Like yeah, nah. he's not going to stop. And I don't – yeah, we don't know what the answer is, I guess, to, to stop it. But I think the other element of this is also the fact that so many Russians don't want this to happen as yeah, well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say as So, well. you know – we saw that Russian tennis player who wrote no war please after his game that he just played over the weekend. And um, so many, especially young Russians out protesting, being arrested because they don't want this war to happen. And I imagine a lot of other international athletes who are Russian or have ties to Russia don't want this. So, I mean, it sucks, but it does. You do need to make, make a statement and 100% is the right decision to not have Russia in you want Russia kind of cut out of everything until they do the right thing. It's I just guess. a shame if those people are so against it that they're yeah. missing out. We have to remember that it's not the average Russian who's making this decision. Yeah, no. no, absolutely. But I think the important thing is is that you know we've been shown time and time again how much Russia care about sport and yeah. up appearances. You look at the movie Icarus, all of those things. So if you start poking holes in those things for on you know levels that they care about, um, you're much more likely to. You know, I suppose get them to listen. A really good example of individual athletes who sort of are being tainted with the same brush is Nikita Mazepin in the F1. And the Formula One has confirmed it has cancelled the Sochi Grand Prix in the wake of the invasion. Mm. Following initial plans to boycott from individual drivers like Sebastian Vettel, the F1 released a statement on Friday night saying it was watching the developments in Ukraine with sadness and shock and the FIA F1 World Championship visits countries all over the world with a positive vision to unite people and bringing nations together. So they have confirmed they've pulled the Sochi race from the 2022 calendar. But the only Russian driver on the grid this year is Nikita Mazepin and his future is at risk over oh, this wow. war. So Fox have reported that Haas Formula One team um, their boss, Gunther Steiner, which many of you will know from Drive to Survive, has confirmed that Mazepin faces an uncertain future as a result of the invasion. And it's going to be a political minefield at best and catastrophic for Haas at worst because the sport is so famous for cash being king. And mm. Nikita was signed in a deal last year as a part of a title sponsorship deal involving Russian producer a company that was that is owned by his billionaire father. So it's very likely that the entire sponsorship will fall through and wow. Nikita will be axed from the sport altogether. So Gunther said that not everything depends on us here. It's more than an F1 team involved. There are governments involved, so I have no idea what is coming from that side. Mm. So, you know, going to make for some interesting drive to survive next season, but <laughs> certainly highlights the um, the individuals that are being impacted really it, significantly from there. I don't think we can underestimate the impact that having this sort of like, yeah, obviously everyone's been calling for sanctions for Russia across kind of everything from, you know, um, buying petrol from them to to stopping them from travelling, whatever. But the sporting sanctions that are being placed or the restrictions, like you said, gee, they care about sports so much. If you look back to the 90s, 
when the Springboks were stopped from being uh, from traveling and touring during apartheid. And there were so many protests at the thought of them being able to compete in rugby competitions as a way for a lot of other countries to stand up against it. it. It's a part of that era and the end of apartheid that we really think about. And maybe it's because sport is that universal language and it doesn't matter if you um, you don't understand the political system of the, the country that you're you know, opposing for whatever reason, whether it's war, whether it's protocols like an apartheid, whatever, you understand sport. We all understand what it is and what it means and especially when it's um, you're representing your country or whatever. So I think this could, you know, not be the solution, but it, it's an important part to play. I just think it's also like the feeling of helplessness is so rife, yeah. like around the globe at an individual level, at a company level. And I think for sporting bodies – there is nothing else they can do. Like there's just very little that anyone other than international armies and governments can do to actually make a difference here. So if you're the head of any of those sporting bodies being like, I can't pick up a gun and go fight and no part of me can stop Putin on this. Like if nothing else, making those decisions is like a contribution at the least. I just want to quickly flip back to soccer, Mm. give a bit of a shout out to the EPL. They've done some good things lately. And first of all, in regards to this, the owner of Chelsea. Yeah. Big club kind of found out that he's had more than a close relationship with um, Putin and they've, you know, gotten rid of him essentially. Um, And ownership's gone back to the foundation of Chelsea. But um, on the flip side of this, Irrelevant to this story specifically, but there was a player who that horrible recording came out and he assaulted a, a girl. Did you hear that? No. Oh, yeah, this player, whatever team it was, I can't think of the team right now, and it could have been Man United. Don't quote me on it. Mm. However, the the guy's going to jail. Yeah, well. Um, they've said no straight away and pretty much made an example out of it. Good. And it's kind of the first big story like this mm. to come out. Because you don't hear it in the EPL international too. Yeah, 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 in the EPL. Obviously things would happen, but yeah, you don't yeah. hear about it. So I think EPL doing good things and then, on the you know, off the back of this, now they're doing that. Chelsea owner has um, stepped down. Um, and then I read something else today about a an Arsenal player who was getting traded back to the Russian um, – but this was before the – like yeah, yeah, a, yeah. Few, a little while back. Maybe a Russian months. being traded back. Yeah, and Putin stepped in and said, you're going to pay twice as much huh. to, like, get rid of – like, essentially yeah. get rid of him because he's, like, was overseeing it all. But imagine your leader, like, jumping in on an international trade – like, sports trade like that, being like, no, nah, we deserve more money. He deserves more money. It's just wild. Anyway. I think overall it – we always find it a bit of an, I don't know, uncomfortable situation to get too much into these serious things because we are a light-hearted – Podcast, but at the same time, I feel like there's been a lot of rhetoric all across. I was going to say this is very relevant, and a lot of people are chiming in, and a lot of people want to talk about it because we do feel helpless, as you mentioned before, G. So I guess that's why we wanted to bring this up, and also I don't know, want to express the fact that as much as it feels so dire, we are hopeful. I don't know. I just don't want people to die. It's just like Mm. groups of people that are doing as much as they can, and like you know, it's a it does feel very dire, especially if you're on the East Coast at the moment and all that's mm. on the news is flooding and more and flooding and more war. Yeah. Like, you know, people are doing good things and we say it time and time again. If nothing else, you can turn to sport in these times. Yeah. 
The AFLW season is getting to the pointy end of things and while season six has been the league's longest yet and there is much to celebrate with only four rounds left before finals, the players led by superstar and all-round legend Darcy Bessio are calling for more. Darcy, a dual All-Australian and two-time league-leading goal kicker, has become the first AFLW player to log a career 50 goals across 47 matches, marking the milestone over the weekend. But Darcy has suggested there was a bigger picture at play. Quoted by The Age, Darcy has said, I think the ultimate goal is that players are kicking 50 goals in a season. I hope that we get to a point where there are enough games and support around players to be able to do that. Next year, the league grows to 18 teams, which will be equal with the men's comp. And with the collective bargaining agreement expiring at the end of the 22 season, New calls have sparked for the women's home and away season to be expanded from what was initially slated as 10 rounds to 17 and even begin in March or run parallel to the men's season. Girls, massive news. How exciting to see this size of football. Absolutely. I think... um, Well, we always say it. AFL just, they do it first. Yeah, Um, yeah. They've had that um, structure in place, I think, to support girls' juniors. For a long time. For a much longer time than what we've seen in rugby league. And I think that it's, um, it's pretty cool that this is where the conversation's at. Like you said, you know, Darcy saying that they want to see, you know, other players in the, in the comp reaching what she's reached over her whole AFL career in one season. Like that sounds crazy, but I guess you look at Buddy Franklin's about to hit a thousand goals right across his career. Or is it a thousand points? A thousand points or a thousand goals? It's a thousand something. I'd say a thousand goals. I would say a thousand yeah. goals. Yeah. Yeah. I should know this. Um, you love him. I do love him, but you know, and how cool that we're at that point in the conversation, I think is the point that I'm trying to make there. I think what is interesting and I, and something that you would really care about Keely is how many ACLs were done in the first round. And so if they are going, yeah. And if they are going to extend, it was nine. Yeah, it was nine. Wow. Nine, nine up to now, which is eight weeks. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's insane. And I think that speaks to if they do are going to expand it to 17 rounds needs to be a good preseason, right? Am I, am I listening to you well, Keely? (laughs) Uh, correct, but also that's where these calls have come from to move it to a winter season. They're saying the grounds in the heat of summer are just not holding up oh. for the bodies where obviously kills the physio. We'll be able to expand on this. There's obviously a lot of situa- like um, contributing factors, but that is one of the big ones that I've been reading about is them saying there's a reason the men play in winter. Yeah, that's, I mean, they're the experts. That would definitely be right. It would just be, yeah, pre-season um, loads, making sure – their body's actually prepared to withstand um, a season with that many games. Mm. How many pre-seasons have they done? That plays a big part into it. You know, having all the right professionals on board to design and um, implement the right pre-season for them. You know, probably having milestones to reach and stuff. I think it's just, yeah, there's a lot of contributing factors, but I think they definitely need to approach that and make sure that they've got stuff in place. And by all means, they, they probably do most of the time it could just been really shit luck but um it's a bit too much of a coincidence to be that i think i have two questions i don't know if either of you have the answers one does the afl have the money to pay the girls full time for that longer season considering the loss during covid and two if they are to run in conjunction or parallel to the men's are they going to be playing 
before the men's or are they still going to be standalone? Because I think part of the success, and we've spoken about this before, of the AFLW is had, even though yeah, it's like you've spoken about, G, in Victoria there's that kind of attitude that your team's your team and you kind of you go to all the games and it's a big part of your identity and whatever. But I think there's a part of it that's also built its own standalone fan base that I think I don't know. I, I just think would that stuff up some of the dynamic? Not that I think it would mean that less people would show up. I don't know. Like, is that the right direction to go if it wants to be its own identity? I'll answer both your questions. Yeah, I thought <laughs> you might have answers. <laughs> Look, I don't have the finances of the AFL in front of me, but my opinion <laughs> on that is where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. And I think that they are pretty far ahead in terms of paying women equally, but we come back to the same idea again and again. It's sort of like what comes first, the chicken or the egg, supporting the women to grow the game, to make it big enough to make its own money or trying to make them make its own money first before they start supporting it properly. So I think my opinion is that the money is there. They can find it. They find it for every other reason and they'd find it for this if they wanted to. In terms of the identity, I agree with you a little bit because I do think that, it has built its own identity and support base and all of those things. And you wouldn't want it to ever almost take a step backwards to a curtain razor type format in the same breath. I think that it being played over the summer takes a little bit of the gusto out of the football vibe in Melbourne. I think it's summer people go away for the break. The tennis is on, the cricket is on. It sort of gets caught up in that. No one's in sort of like the footy mindset yet. And it's been fantastic for Victorians because it's like footy's back a in Victoria. And also it means you have to wait less. Like we've been so excited to see the women back because it's, you know, comes before the men and you get excited and ready for the season. So it would be interesting to see how you make that work to best suit everyone. Mm. But I can see why the women are calling for it because footy is a winter sport that's always been played in winter and I feel like they would want that vibe of Melbourne City at the right time of year. And if the grounds are genuinely making an impact on injuries, that's like a massive thing to take into consideration. But, yeah, tough one. You wouldn't want them to become curtain raisers. No, and footy merch is beanies and scarves. It's not right to play it in summer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Not wearing a polo to a footy game. No offence if you do. A polo to a footy game? You no, know, when you buy merch and stuff, polo. T-shirt. Oh, yeah, they do have the polos. Like, yeah. I'm not going to wear that. No. Yeah. We did talk about, um, sorry, not we, a conversation I was having with the boys earlier in the week was um, grown men wearing new-aged, tight-fitting, sponsored Football jerseys is an ick. Yeah, yeah. Massive ick. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> retro right. or nothing. Yes. yes. Retro, yes. yes. Retro or nothing. And also like retro slash scarves slash beanies or nothing. Yeah. Like I don't want to yeah. see anything yeah. else. No, I can't see anyone over like, the age of 12 yeah. should not be wearing one of the new. The random South guy. I don't want to see, see him anywhere. Anywhere. Nah. Even at a South game. I don't want to see it. <laughs> anyway. Somehow we ended up back at rugby league. I'm still talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> You the real MVP. Now it's time for a segment that we call MVPs, where each week MVPs. we award someone or something our own personal MVP title for something that they've done. Marley Silver. A bit of joy. Who's your MVP? My MVP is Parramatta Eel star and NRLW history maker and friend of, and the, friend of the show, Maddie Studden. What a gal. She came out there on Sunday, the first ever game that the women's 
Parasite has played in the NRLW in round one. And, you know, it was the first ever game that the Knights women's team has played either. But it was a really tight game and she kicked the NRLW's first ever field goal to win it for Para. Which I didn't realise at the time it was the first ever field goal and I already thought it was so unreal. And then when I found that out, I was like, Yes. Guess what? That's going to be in trivia in a few years. Yeah, it bloody is. <laughs> yeah, it bloody is. And I have thoroughly enjoyed Para's attitude the whole lead up to NRLW. Their socials have been killer. The videos of the girls screaming, Para what? Paradise, everything. Can't stand Parramatta otherwise, you know, in the NRL. I've but never we'll liked around the girls. But I will get around the girls. Like, I mean, you know, obviously we, we love Maddie as a person, love Kennedy Sherrington, Basile Vetti Wells. She's a freak absolute freak and she killed it as well like they're a great side and I'm almost gonna say they're my ones they're I'd your like. team they're, they might be my team for this season okay I, I've just I'm like, still on the nights you're on the night oh, I'm in Bobby I spoke to her she's very sore oh is she, she got okay? pumped man yeah I know <gasps> I mean like I've just thoroughly enjoyed I could have the whole NRLW as my MVP that day um like we said at the beginning of this episode, doing the triple header was so clever. Um, the hype was so amazing. Seeing the little girls at the halftime doing their games on the field was so beautiful. Just the, all the stories about the women playing in it uh, were amazing. A lot of history made, you know, three teams playing for the first time, all that kind of stuff. It was just a really, really great day. And I'm so excited for the second round. That's all going to be triple header down in Wollongong this coming Sunday. But yeah, Maddie, she just killed it. Power was unreal. Also, if you're doubting how hard these girls hit, go and look oh, at NRL Real Talk Physio. Media's Instagram post the split and a mate of it. Crazy. The head clashes, the split, they're, they're Shall really Shall we do phenomenal. our tips for this round while we're on NRLW? Let's do it. Okay, so yeah, game yeah. one is Knights Broncos. Bronx. Yeah, I'm going to tip the Broncos. They're so good, man. They oh, my God, so I love good. watching them. They're, so they're too good. Mackie they're the just Bronx. like... Uh, what about Millie Boyle's try like st- the fin- when she finished? I was like, it's a bro. step above. Like you just ho- hope someone can match it so that yeah. there's a bit more competition. <laughs> yeah. So game two, Roosters Titans. Roosters. I liked the Titans. I so I did sideline for the Titans Dragons game, and they've got some really experienced players like Maroons players and that in their side, mixed with the real young girls. So I reckon they were getting some nerves out and they could... No, I'm back in the roosters. They could take the chickies. I like the Titans. Yeah. Okay. And third and final, Dragons, Para. Para what? Paradise. Oh, dragons are pretty good. Quince was Quince very is good. It. i got to go for Quincy. I'm and, going Dragons. And you know I what? I go against you. You know who I love? Um, Tale. She's great. Yeah. She got hurt. Did she? Head knock maybe. Um, but... Jamie Chapman. Oh, freak. she's a freak. She's a freak. I yeah, love I'm it. back she's in the dragons. Yes, man. She right she's in front of me, <laughs> like right in front of me on the sideline, side fell back and whacked her head that hard. I was like, I don't know how she's going to get back up. And she just was like, jumped up, shook it off, went back in. Like she's a freak. Yeah. Love Red Jamie Chapman. Yeah, she's great. But I'm still going to back power. I'm back in dragons. I'll go Red B. Nice. Okay. Great. Right. That. That's us. You're welcome, Nico. There are our tips. Yeah, and we'll put it Take on the it story, leave it. Yeah. Um, so we can keep a a record of it. But uh, Georgia Moore, who's your MVP? Okay, I'm going to be really annoying because I have two again. But I had one, and then the second one only happened this afternoon, so I need to include them both. 
both videos you would have seen circulating on social media. One is Ja Morant's 52-point game and buzzer beater for Memphis today, which was literally end-to-end of the court and then a three, and it was insane. That is MVP behaviour. But the second, which was my original one, was a clip that's also doing the rounds on socials from Showtime Basketball's podcast, All the Smoke, and it is Chandler Parsons telling the story about the first time he met Kobe and he was guarding him at Staples in L.A., home game, the whole thing. He was young, he was new, and Kobe, like, set him up on this big night out, and the bill came over to him. It was, like, his rookie year. All his teammates were on, like, hundreds of millions, and he was on not peanuts, like, still millions, but in the NBA, yeah. peanuts. And a $22,000 bill came over to him at the end, and the waitress was, like, signed by Mr. Bryant, and he, like, sorted the whole thing for him the first time he'd ever met the guy and he scored like 40 points on him that day too. So wow, just that's hectic. Kobe behavior. Yes. Oh, Kobe. Oh, R. We miss you, Kobe. Yeah. Keely Silver, your MVP. My MVP, have to do it, it's warranted, um, is Cammy Devlin, dear friend of the show, dear best mate of mine. Cammy Devlin living in Edinburgh in Scotland. He scored Edinburgh as someone else would say. Who is I need to name. I scored his first goal. It, I love that video weekend. so much. It's a great video. A um, lot of emotion. He was stoked. Spoke to him after. I loved watching him run over to the um, the crowd and going, go on. Yeah. Mum watching goes, what does he think he's like new it? And I was like, come on, mate. It was a it's such it a poor joke. From, I know. So good. Um, so Everything good. about if it. You, if you watch the replay, like for the real game replay, you can actually see the fans respond to him. Oh. And it is so good. Like, so good. And then... <laughs> Did you get emotional? Yeah. I was just like, oh, my God. Like, if you're an OG listener, you know that me, Cammy, Dev, and Joel Holdsworth are a trio. And me and Joel both debriefed in the morning because yeah. we both were asleep when it happened. Oh, and I, no. He was like, I felt so bad. I was like, I felt so bad. But how are you supposed to know? Anyway, so I shared the... Video, video, yeah. And um, did you get a fan? Yes. Oh my god, a fan! Oh my god. <laughs> so I'm gonna get up because it's that funny. Because uh, good context. So Cammy has some really big fans over there. Hey, yes. One who named her guinea pig after him, um, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> it's actually insane. The people in Scotland yeah. and Europe, for that matter, yeah. are crazy. Okay. So this girl, Alana Harris, replies to my story, to my message request. <clears throat> Best player we signed ever. That's what she called How me. did she see it? Did he reach her? So she story? follows me. Because it can. Yes. Oh, my God. Then we I, love those ones. Yeah. I click on her Instagram profile. No. One, two, three. Eleven posts, all with Cami on them. No. Um, three Instagram story highlights. One called Hearts which is his soccer team. The next one, Cammy Devlin. The next one, Cam Devlin. I love her. I love her. Look. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. Has she met him? You look at all the photos she has with oh him. Oh, my God. I love it. What a surprise. A signed boots? Signed boots. Oh, my God. Lots of photos. Signed frame. Oh, Lots of car my selfies. God. Um, a jersey with Devlin is on the back. Is she a, like, part B MVP? She's a part B MVP. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, she's a sub, yeah. sub MVP. Wow, yeah. I love it. I know, I and I sent so it to much. him, and he goes, "Oh, yeah, know her very well." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> mates, also, mates, mates, yeah, mates. <laughs> well done, um, Cam. Yeah, and also so important Finn. for people to know that Cam's a midfielder, so yeah, doesn't, doesn't have, score goals. And he's usually. originally a defensive midfielder. Yeah, midfielder was also good, Keely. Yeah, sorry about England, that. no good, mate. England, no good. <laughs> Guys, that's it. Okay. I don't know, you're looking at me like I've got more to tell. I thought you had more to say. If you want to watch the video, go watch it. That's all I got. And to wrap up, chicks and balls, for our final segment, we have our ones to watch where we recommend what show, what podcast what whatever you should be wrapping your ears and eyes and whatever else yeah. around for the week ahead keely lira silver do we have to name drop the full name yeah whatever what's your one to watch my one to watch <laughs> to go on the back of our basketball chat as always um comes off a tv ad that i saw today this is all it said lebron versus steph and I was like, what? And then it went, next thing, Lakers versus Warriors. Ah, oh, nice, nice. And I was like, that is like some MVP goat energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just having LeBron versus yeah. Steph. Um, so Lakers versus Warriors this Sunday, um, the 6th of March. And the Lakers are kind of on this awkward. Yeah, where are they sitting? Can make it, have to win from now on kind of vibes, I think. Okay. Well, it says that they're like they're on the cuff of being in the play-in tournament. You say cuff on the cuff. Cusp. I meant the cusp. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. No, that's cool. <laughs> I meant cuff. Okay, that's the. There's the title of the episode. Oh. <laughs> on the cuff. Georgia Moore. I'm so sorry, everyone. What is your one to watch? Okay, my one to watch is Boldover, which is Glenn McGrath, an Australian story about the McGrath Foundation, and I watched it last night with my mum. And it's an old story that I think most Aussies would be really familiar with, but a really beautiful one and lots of stuff in there that I hadn't really heard about his new partner and the way that her kids and everyone is all involved in the charity. Really really nice. Oh, that's a nice Nice. That is nice. My one to watch is a new doco that comes out on Stan on March 10th. You may have seen the shorts. If you do have Stan, it's been like on when you – jump on, right? Like, you know, they play it like straight away. And it is called Show Me the Money. I am really excited about this. It is all about the player managers in the AFL around the draft and the trade period. So it's all about about the (laughs) contracts and the negotiations and how, yeah, it all goes down to the wire. Like it it just looks super intense straight from the trailer. I think it's really interesting. It's a part of that like I don't know much about that world I'm really interested to see yes yeah, um yeah what it's like and then you get to see a lot of those boys like find out that they get oh. drafted which is my one of my favorite things to watch on YouTube like I will go and look at draft videos because it makes me feel good and, anyway and debuts we love debuts yeah they get, but like you're told they're gonna debut oh yeah and they get the jersey and yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when are you gonna debut Molly on what sport I don't know um, it was more of a rhetorical question. Okay, maybe we'll oh, maybe we'll do a jersey presentation at the end of this year. Can I? Yeah, can I get a jersey? Well, that's the point of a jersey presentation. We all get one. Oh, okay, cool. Um, well, does that bring us to the end of the show? 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out. It's been a bit of a weird one. We're in a weird space. Well, not a weird space. I live here, but not a podcast space. Um, um, so thank you for hanging out. Uh, shout out to anyone in Queensland, anyone who has family in Ukraine. Anyone who's just be- feeling a bit crap about everything. Because yeah. I think a lot of people are. Reach out, message your friends, send the are you okay message. If you need to, you can always message us. Yeah. I mean, we'll do what we can. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Sometimes I'm capable. Anyway, if you are listening, I promise you I'm going to sort out the Apple podcast thing, um, but we'll figure it out. Otherwise, if you are listening on Spotify, make sure you hit, hit that follow button. You can give us ratings on Spotify now too. Did you know that? So give us a five-star rating. Follow us on Instagram at Chicks and Balls Pod, on TikTok at Chicks and Balls Pod, and on Twitter at Chicks and Balls. No, no pod. pod. Wow. It's just, it's lost its effect. I Has think it? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we'll think of something else. Thanks for hanging out. And other than that, I guess we'll catch you next time. Bye. Oh, actually. Oh. I probably oh. won't be here next oh. time. Oh, no, no. Stop. Stop. Everyone stop. stop. Everyone stop. What? Put your earphones back in. Gee. Georgia Moore is going to be on the other side of the world next time we record. So we're going to have a special guest host. And yes. it will have landed in less than 24 hours ago. So And would be very jet lag. So I'll catch you guys in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Stunning. We need to organise. Yep. <laughs> Good. Thanks for reminding us, Georgia. Okay. Bye. Bye. These guys are holding down the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.